Go Loud presents Read the Room. Hello there and welcome to Read the Room with myself, Paddy Courtney, and my podcast pal, Maya Dunphy. I thought I should start this week by letting you all know that Maya's lovely mum, Helen, passed away on Sunday. And as you can imagine, Maya is devastated, so she's going to be taking some time away to spend with her family during this very sad time for them all. Over the past few months, Helen encouraged Maya to continue working. So Maya, being the ultimate professional that she is, came into Go Loud Studios every week to write, research and record Read the Room, along with myself, so that we could bring just a bit of joy and crack to you all. So that's the amazing person that Maya is. And so with Maya's blessing and permission, we're going to play the episode that we recorded just a few days ago. So from all of us here at Go Loud, this episode is dedicated to Helen Dunphy, and to her ever-loving husband Tom, her son Mark, her daughters Anna and Maya, and of course her best little pal, her grandson Tom. And now, on with the show. I'm Maya Dunphy. And I am Paddy Courtney. And this is Read the Room, a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies and the stories of the week where somebody, through either dumb luck or simply being a dose Paddy, <laughs> failed to do just that and read the room. <laughs> so, thank you. I just love the word dose. and yeah, do. But I don't love that Paddy is immediately afterwards. Thanks, Maya. So this week we're talking about something scarier than the weather we've all been having, you know, with those fancy new, uh, here comes Franklin, here comes Isabel, here yeah. comes... Uh, just because you name them doesn't make them nice and cute. They still battered the shit out of Ireland so stop so naming sweet. oh Eunice she's your nana's friend that kind of always has those trampoline the through your beige window. biscuits <laughs> Eunice putting the tramp into trampoline <laughs> thank you they used to be called jumpolines till your mum jumped on one <laughs> so, so yes uh, yes thank you Maya uh, that's Maya uh, so anyway we're talking about something a lot worse than those scary named uh, weather systems that are coming our way and more terrifying than Vladimir Pukin that's going to just blow us all up we're talking people this week about dun 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 boot cut jeans along with juicy couture tracksuits and Pamela Anderson Hello. these old school wonders are starting to pop up everywhere again and while some of us maybe me love them uh, some of us, definitely me. Good Lord, baby, Jeebus, no, no, make them stop. Make it stop, go away, this Buka week James. we're talking about all the different ways we present ourselves to the world and ask, should some things be left in the past? Yes, yeah, from wearing PJs to the shops, which I actually like. I think, you know, fair play to those people who do it. Whitening your teeth so much that they can be seen from space. Not a big fan of that. And the L great. You know, that debate between skinny jeans versus boot-cut jeans debate. So we're covering all angles this week. Okay, Paddy, it's time to read the room. Think about it. When I when I read this last week, or whenever I saw it, boot-cut jeans are back. I went like, what? The? Like, no, I, I was never a fan. I did have a pair because they were the only ones in the shop at the time. My, like, I did not realise this until Maya corrected me that there was actually boot-cut jeans for women. Like, how would you not know Yeah, because I don't think, think about women. Actually, that's an absolute lie. They, I, I, I think about nothing lie. but Here's vegetables and women. Like, vegetables and women in that order. Vegetables, vegetables in, in women. women. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's being taken out. No, Natal, leave that's, it in. We no. cannot censor ourselves on this Just, until the BAI you, shows down. You'd want down. to censor that, Paddy. Do you ever want to work again? Anyway, bootcut jeans. As a, as a woman who came of age in the 90s, what age do you come of age? What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know. Um, is, is it turning 18? I don't know. Come but anyway. Find it out. The noughties 
was Ooh. like the halcyon days for bootcut jeans. And think about like All Saints, that girl band. And the great thing about bootcut jeans, women's bootcut jeans, is you felt like less of a whore when going out in them because the jeans were a little bit they were roomy they were baggy then you could wear your kind of tiny hanky top or crop top or skin tight boob tube and you felt like you were at least half dressed but, but then thought... when skinny jeans came in right. you may as well have just been spray painted because everything was too yeah. tight now it's like I don't mind skinny jeans but there's a certain age they kind of have to get oh, a little careful. bit more loose careful no I'm talking about men here Jesus Christ okay. you want to see the daggers <laughs> I was getting there but it's it's like I didn't know there was the bootcut jeans for women. I thought the All Saints wore the um, cargo pants. You know the one. You know a bit baggier. But the men wearing the bootcut jeans were these people who came up from the country and went to coppers, and they'd wear the brown shoes, the hard shoes. You know the brown hard shoes. They'd <laughs> the be piss hanging. Catchers. The what are they called? The piss catchers. Oh, is that what they called? Never heard that. <laughs> So lads, put away your piss catchers. And they would, do you know when you stand on the back of them, you see them and the frayed, and I was just going, there was a mortal scene, I'm going, look, like, look after your clothes, lads. Okay, but, but if you don't like skinny jeans on men or boot oh, no. what, what kind of jeans do you like? Oh, then? there's like, when you go back to, <laughs> do you know the, the original Levi 501s? Yeah. Do you know those? They're kind of straight cut. Okay. It's kind of, it's like Goldilocks. Neither too hot nor too cold, but something in the middle. It's that kind of a, uh, a jeans that I like. The, the skinny jeans, I got into them for a while. Really difficult to get into them, and it was more, even more difficult to get out of them. So, Water if you're on a shoehorn, that's what if I you're trying to. to yeah. But the thing about that is that I like there are certain men that get to a certain age, or there is people that we get to an age that we we worn something back in the day that we saw and we looked in ourselves in the look at ourselves in the mirror and thought, "I look good. This looks good to me," and mm-hmm. you kind of stick with a, a variation of that going forward. I but I don't um, think men should ever wear skinny jeans. You know the read. I know. Unless you're a really skinny lad, or in your if you're in a rock band. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that that kind of stuff gets away with it. But there are certain people that you know they look like um, triangles. Do you ever see that? Like yeah, they're just like, everything like is cornetto. tucked into yeah. them. Yeah, into them, and it's kind of he's going to fall over. Keep an eye on him. What's he's going to fall over? Legs. And it's just yeah, they they don't look. Well, Paddy, I'm going to hit you with something now. Don't what? Because I want to, I want to segue into the patriarchy of pockets. Oh Jesus! That's where I want to go with okay, this. Okay, right. You've probably heard about the. Uh, the uh, significant difference between men and women's jean pockets. I took the liberty of writing down oh, some Jesus notes Christ. here. Here we go. Women's jean pockets are 48% shorter than men's and 7% narrower. Now that is the patriarchy of pockets. Like all, like you know this thing that we probably don't, but Esther will know. Women are obsessed with dresses with pockets. Like we're yep. so easily pleased. Give them a pocket. Like, oh my God, we've got a pocket to put things in. And it, it's, But you already it, it have your own pocket. <laughs> I've got something in my front pocket for you. <laughs> Is it a vegetable? <laughs> no, okay. Well, I'm aware of no. I am aware look, of the pocket debate. I have. I, I have printed out a little bit of information. Hit, hit us with the information. You. Hit okay. us with the information. In medieval times, oh, Jesus. both men and women had a type of pocket that was tied around the waist, kind of like a, a bum bag hidden underneath clothing. Uh, in the 17th century, men's jackets and pants were adorned with pockets sewn into the garment, whereas women had to keep the bum bags, which I think became early incarnations of handbags. Oh. Towards the end of the 18th century, women's fashion changed, waistlines crept up and became narrower, silhouettes got smaller, and pockets almost disappeared altogether. This is a great one. The London Spectator reported that the hypothesis was that women had four external bulges already, two breasts and two hips, and a pocket inside their dress would make an ungainly fifth bulge. 
How, How about that? How soon after that? And uh, Kristen Dior actually came out with allegedly said in the 50s that uh, men have pockets to keep things in, women for decoration. So, you know, I think it's kind of propagated by the billion dollar handbag industry. Um, they want oh, to get us to keep our useless tiny So have they gone hand in glove with the pocket? I, I do remember there was a feature KTRB. where they got a guy to see what he could fit into his jean pocket. He put a whole bottle of wine in one pocket and his phone oh, wallet well. keys in the other. And we can't fit anything. I can't even look at look at this now. Shows your pockets. They're stitched shut on these jeans. Oh no way! And I've got one in the back. Can't can't even fit my tiny lady hand into it. Look at my phone. Look at this phone. Look at that. He's so easily robbed. Yeah, but that, that's not a phone. You've got like a huge screen. <laughs> it's not. Okay, right. Um, Jesus, I, so I feel attacked here. I wanted here. to surprise you with the Patreon. Yeah, you did. Pockets. I am like I am flabbergasted. Um, Yet I've got to say, men's pockets are deep because we've got to itch things. <laughs> We've got the, like, my, Jesus, God, look, my poor mother, Lisa, I was going, would you get your hands out of your pocket? You look like a, I don't know what she used to say, but men, is it is it that? Go back to that. You have handbags. We don't. Is this, is this the whole thing? Yeah, but that's you what know what? To say? We just want pockets. Yeah, give just them pockets. Give I'm, just I'm, give us a bigger I'm pocket. The, like, yeah, just, you know what? Let's ease this away. Give them fucking pockets. Give, give them pockets. more pockets than they have. And there is this thing where we're obsessed, like I said, dresses with pockets. We're obsessed with them. They look cool though, Why? don't they? They do. Yeah, they do. They're and it's somewhere yeah. to put your hands, but also somewhere to keep your stuff. Yeah. Now, and does every hap- woman has that? You know, you know, Nestor, I don't know, you know, black tie dudes, and you have to bring like a clutch purse. Uh, and I would usually bring like a full handbag, and they go, What are you doing with a full handbag and a black tie? And you go, Because I've got to bring my wallet, my makeup, my keys, my phone. It won't fit in the tiny clutch yeah. purse. Okay, can I, can I just show you something as well? Can I show you my, what I mm. keep in my pocket? Okay. Stand up there, show us uh, okay. your... My phone pockets in these jeggings I'm wearing. Okay, right, so I do. Look I have at a, that. I have a telephone, which I should, uh, should turn that off. And I'm going to show you my wallet, okay? This is Paddy's wallet. <laughs> okay, for, for the I've listeners, to... Paddy's showing us a small plastic bag with some cards in it. I just can't... I don't... No, my thing about that is I don't... I can't stand seeing... Do you know, the, I think people who have big bulging wallets are the same Hello. people who have 700,000 keys that they don't need. You just don't, you can't trust those people with all the yeah, bunches of keys. You know them? Like, you know, they, they think they're yeah, janitors. Let me show you my wallet. Oh, hello. So, show us your I've wallet. I've got a handbag here because I don't have any pockets in my jeans. I don't get the, the so, stitched up thing. Oh, oh and I've got... And there's a, I've got it's a bit This is grubby. like a magician. We should be doing this on video. She's like a magician. She's pulled out oh, a wallet enough. and there's a chain... Um, kind a chain of a, attached a, to the wallet to There's the a gimp in your bag, isn't there? You're no, going to pull out a gimp why, now. Because I, um, um, I'm not absent-minded, but I get very distracted. And it's not nation. I've done it for my whole life. I'll walk into a shop with my wallet, put it on the counter and walk away and leave it there. So if I attach the wallet to the inside of my bag, it has to go back in. Uh, I'm a sewer, though. Like, oh, I'm, are you? Yeah. I love that skill. I don't have... We, we did knitting in school, but that was a punishment. Honestly, it was a punishment in, in primary school if you were bold. You had to go and sit in the corner terrible. and knit. Like, yeah, yeah. But then usually we just ended up doing sword fights like with the uh, <laughs> the needles. But um, I do, I'm okay at sewing, but I couldn't do a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I just, like, I would have one leg shorter <laughs> than the other, but that's a medical thing. I'll talk about that in another <laughs> podcast. But it's um, that's a great skill to have. I, I do think they're the practical things we should do in school and not in my school that was as punishment to learn how to knit and to I sew. think in school every every kid male or female or non-binary or anything else we should all be taught to sew yes. to cook yes. to drive and to do a bit of housekeeping but that's the other thing we used to keep like you know God I now sound really old well no I don't because it's all coming back in now with the more awareness about fast fashion and not and not wasting yep. clothes and not buying clothes and wearing them once or twice and putting them in the bin. And I got my first pair of Levi's for Christmas when I was 13. Like, Love and they were fabulous. Yeah. But I didn't really get much. I didn't grow much after I was 13. So I had them for nearly 10 years. Deadly. And then when I hit about 18, 
at the time then the flares came back in so I unpicked the side of the jeans and stitched a big V of fabric down each leg Jeez. so they became like giant flares oh, that's and then great. when I hit really about 19 that. they were turned into hot pants like indecently short hot pants yeah yeah right I know. prove it I know. <laughs> so I probably had those for like for like that ten, is brilliant for ten though. Years, so you yeah. turned one pair of jeans into three different pairs. Yeah, original shirt for, flares. But like really good jeans should last you that long. I mean, obviously, unless you grow out of them, yeah. that's different. It's not the same. You, you buy cheap, buy often, but uh, buy cheap, buy twice. Yeah. But, um, well, here's what drives me mad as well. I think I've said this before. On lots of things drive me mad. Uh, who am okay. I kidding? But you see on Instagram, and it's mainly young women, like younger than me, and they are they are advocates for, and they're plugging keep cups, and they're talking about the environment, they're talking about not wasting food and using up leftovers, and then twice a week they do fast fashion hauls. Yeah. That they're being paid to do from, you know, I won't Various list off all the names, yeah, but. And they're kind of doing little reels as they're jumping in front of mirrors and changing their clothes. And you go, do you have any idea like that you're better off using 10 coffee cups than doing that twice yeah, a week? It is, and they don't they don't see the disconnect because it's like, I'm doing one thing, I shouldn't do another. And actually, we're better off having a holistic approach to sustainability. God, but I'm is boring it, it's, myself. It's, it's, now, no, but, but not. And, and that's the thing. I think more of us should talk about it and, and yeah. be known that... Um, like I, I'm so lucky where I live. There's um the, the village. There's four different uh, op shops or charity shops, and there's great stuff there. And mm. I found a tuxedo there a couple of years ago that uh, I Did got. You? Yeah, and uh, nice pockets. There's loads of pockets. You wouldn't believe. I'd actually lend you some pockets. There was that many pockets in it. But there's great There's great stuff to be had there. And I used to always go into uh, City Centre, what's that, uh, Eager Beaver, and get amazing oh, yes. Levi jeans. Well, I, when I was addicted to Levi jeans in the 90s, I used to go in there and get amazing. And because of a kind of a weird Oompa Loompa sized body, that they, they'd have no, the right... Don't. Yeah, they, like you go. And oh, what size? Are you? Yeah, 32, 30, 31 Wait, Why did you add the other one? It's the one leg longer than the other. Because it used to be a thing where, when you got older, you started dressing older, and that's all gone out the window. Like my mum bought a denim jacket when she was, I think, like six, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. I remember her neighbour; she was delighted with it. Yeah. She'd always had just bought a new denim, slightly lighter denim jacket, and her neighbour just said, "Oh, Helen, it's a great night to see you dressing in a denim jacket." And the implication was like you're. You shouldn't be doing that year. So I was like, beg your pardon. Huh? And that's the thing, like, it used to be, say, two, maybe not, like, back in the 50s, if a woman was, say, even 40 then and with kids, you looked about 70. Yeah. You couldn't really age women and men. They like, I see, you know, those old family portraits, like, like yeah. my, like my, would be my, my grandparents, my great grandparents. And you'd look at this picture of these stern faced people all dressed up in their finery and Sunday best for a photo. And apart from the kids, even the kids, it's hard to age. You go, that looks like a 50-year-old man dressed as a baby. <laughs> it's hard it's to a, age them. It really is. They'd, they'd wear the exact same from 30s all the way up to yeah. 60s. They'd find something like blue rinse, the high colours yeah. and the, the neck. But I do know somebody, and it was back in, I think it was only the 70s that this was said to them, like, that, uh, it, like I saw your husband wearing jeans on Sunday. Is everything okay? <laughs> And I kind of go, what? That that they were originally workwear. Like, jeans were yeah, workwear. Yeah. And I just kind of go, like, you know, like, do you need a lend of money? Is everything okay? You saw them wearing jeans on a Sunday? Fuck off. And people didn't didn't buy clothes very often. No. And then you know, we should do that. We should go back to that. Don't buy clothes often. Well, I'll come in next I, next week with my hair set. <laughs> set in a perm. A little bit of a, my high a neck blue dress. hint off of there. Because we had a... a, a a Dublin nana, not our actual relative nana. She lived up the road from us and just, you know, an old woman that you take care of, do her windows and clean her. And you called her a Dublin nana. She was like, get, out, get out, out of my garden. There they <laughs> are again, actually, that little prick. Do you know who she was, actually? Her, her name was Nana Mordant. Um, she was Shane Lynch's uh, actual grandmother. No way. Um, uh, but our 
Dublin Nana, who lived up the road, um, she wore the exact... I, my first memory of her was kind of mid-70s when I first met her. And she was the exact same until she died in the 90s. Yeah. Looked the exact same. Just that she found a style with her hair, her, that, that old kind of ba- pale blue coat yeah. that they wore from the 50s and just brought it all the way through to whatever it is. So I think we should... Just buy a little less clothes these days to um Yeah, I mean there's certainly a there's certainly a balance to be struck between wearing the same clothes from fifty to Especially the day jocks. you die. Oh yeah, jo- oh, jocks no. and socks. Sorry. When I gotta yeah, qualify that by saying like, you know, <laughs> I have the same pair no, I don't. I, I think boys do that. Men do that. Like they hang on to jocks a lot longer than they should. I'm cringing yeah, now. Look at do. looking at the two you stare at me now. Probably matching sets now. They sit in one side of my underwear drawer, but the fact is I default to the comfy pants. <laughs> I was telling Paddy about this because it was my dentist told me, we were talking about how um, a lot of, unfortunately, especially women, would say three generations ago would have lost their teeth quite young. And that's really ageing because then when you get older, your face gets a bit more sunken and it kind of moulds around dentures, which is not ideal. And now we're much more obsessed with kind of saving our own teeth rather than getting dentures. But there was a thing and it was quite prevalent in the north of England called the denture diary. And my dentist told me this years ago and I was like, sorry, what? And he said where, you know, a, a woman who was engaged or getting married, ah, this is so awful. Uh, one thing that might end up costing her husband money in the future was dental work because it was always expensive. Oh, I'm not paying so, for those. You're not paying for those notches, no. <clears throat> Get your teeth around that. Sorry, that is not <laughs> what I meant at all. But um, so a woman would often have her teeth removed and dentures handed to her. It's like, well, there you go, the denture diary. So she will never cost you any money. Jesus. Uh, dentally, um, dentally, yeah. yeah, and also, I don't, and yeah. sometimes after you're f- very early on, like it, it, there's there's a thing about you know if you have a baby, like your hair starts falling out and your 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 teeth, sometimes you get gum problems. And actually, your hair doesn't fall out after you have a baby. So your hair stops falling out. You know, your hair sheds all the time when you wash it, but it's that stops happening when you're pregnant. So actually, the hair loss postpartum is actually just all that hair falling out from the last nine months. So it's not the end. Like some women get bald patches and it's distressing, but it will come back. But sometimes you can get basically a baby kind of depletes you. Then they've kind of sucked everything out of you. So you might get gum problems and need, or need root canals, and but not always. Like I didn't have any issues with that. But um, traditionally, again, that part not part of the denture diaries. If you had problems after your first baby, and sometimes in the early twenties, they'd just take all your teeth out. What? Yeah. Then you just have to stay quiet and say nothing. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? You kind of go, oh, I have a sore knee. Yes. You know what? We need to take out the front molars. But like I, I. I didn't know that existed, but I'd heard another story that back in the early days, for your twenty-first, and it didn't, it wasn't, didn't matter whether man or woman, for your twenty-first, people used to take out all their teeth and get dentures, and it was kind of a present. What the fuck? Are you like, congratulations! Ah, what are you doing? It's your birthday, isn't and, it? Like, and where, where was this? In Ireland. In Ireland. Well, yeah. I'd say it was a similar thing. It was to prevent expense in the future. Jesus it's like give them to, give them to you now. That's Whereas now you've people in their eighties who might have one or two false teeth, but they have all their own teeth because we we look after our teeth better. And we, well, sometimes we look after them too well. Like the teeth whitening is gone. A little I'm sorry, bit. But that is ridiculous. Okay, yeah. Too the, far. To me, that's in the same as boot cut jeans. The stupid white teeth. And you said to me yesterday it that does no one any favors. But go go. Didn't you tell me about the enamel? Is not that white. No. So when you see people with the kind of. Again, my like Ross dentist, from Friends when yeah. he did the whole my thing. My dentist is one of my best friends because I broke my jaw really bad when I was a kid and I went to my dentist he's one of my best pals. Hi Gary. Um, he's such a nice man but I, I, I'm obsessed with nice teeth 
I will never be able to have like a big Hollywood smile because I can't have teeth whitening. I can't get my teeth straightened. But they're as good. Like they're fine. Yeah. And I like a bit of personality in teeth. Of course. But he always gaps. says that if people come into me and they have a picture of some Hollywood star whose oh, teeth Jesus. are like Tic Tacs, I won't do that. Because he said human tooth enamel is not the white, the colour of this sheet of paper. Yeah. And he said, the trouble is, like you're, you're, the, the whites of your eyes will start to look yellow if your oh teeth are God. as white as paper. And then they say, well, do you know what? You just match that. You get a little bit of Tipex and just <laughs> colour in, in your eyes and you'd be grand. You'd match the same. But there is that. I do love, I love teeth, okay? And I love, I love like a good set of delf on, on people. But the little gaps that people have. I love Those that. little, yeah. yeah. It, it adds the personality to who the people are. And then what's happening now, everybody looks the exact same. Or a tiny, tiny like, crooked front tooth. Yeah. Or, I think it's really cute. That's it's a personality of yeah. someone like rather than looking like a heart, just one yeah. tooth at the top, and one tooth at the bottom. you might get away with it when you're 25, but then suddenly you're 55, 60 and you have a mouth that looks like it's come from your now, if Nana's china cupboard. And <laughs> yeah. But I get it as well though. If you've gammy teeth, like if you're like, if you if you feel uncomfortable about your teeth, like that's why we have braces. That's why yeah. we get, have orthodontists to, to fix us up and do that. But like, don't have them all so uniform and so and, and they kind of protrude a bit as well the people who get the extra bits don't they well there's, a whole, extra there's bits now in your mouth, a whole like? kind of slew of not just young women young women and young men who are going for that particular look and it's like a lot of Botox a lot of fillers hair extensions the veneers and because people veneers, are going I mean god you can you know, just sort of almost like backstreet dentists doing veneers and the trouble is like they all look much older there's that, yeah. you know, that whole kind of reality stars in the UK and here too to a certain extent they, they all look about 10 years older and they all look the same yeah. but can, can I just say also the pyjamas and shops like it just I, I think that's an absolute snobbery I like to me I honestly believe people should wear what they want by me saying I don't like boot cut jeans I'm saying I don't like them. So everybody go for it. Wear whatever the hell you want to wear. And I don't think anybody uh, should judge. Uh, and I go back uh, to a show that was on America. Remember Joan Rivers yeah. did that show, uh, Fashion Police. Yeah. I fucking hate those shows. And basically, I know the idea behind it. It's for a laugh, having a bit of a joke. But they were kind of fucking nasty, the, yeah. the things they said about people. And then it's it's almost, you've got to go, lads, look at yourself. The people who are hosting that show, I you know. kind of go, They're the heads on you. The, like, yeah. Well, fundamentally, um, makeover shows, this is your house, your garden, like human makeover shows are fundamentally saying like you look like shit <laughs> you look like shit come here it'll make you look like a normal human being it's awful and some and of them are so you know uncomfortable what, I say, afterwards no, I'm, I was shaking my head at you the pyjama thing I, I think like psychologically whether you're unemployed employed mum single parent whatever I think just getting up and having a shower and putting on day clothes is just better for your self-esteem I totally get you now, like, I could not if I went to the even this morning the doorbell went I'm in, in an apartment and the buzzer's broken so I had to go down in my pyjamas and slippers and I thought no, it, was kind of, it, was, it was only half eight in the morning it wasn't like it was two o'clock but I felt like shit like I don't like it's just that no you get, you get up have a shower get dressed especially in the pandemic people got quite depressed because they were going oh I'm in pyjamas all day it's not so bad but actually it gets in on you because it's repetitive I don't think it's good for yeah, do you know what? I, I, I get it. And then if it is a statement, because yeah, I've known there was times when I just went, I could not be fucked today. Forget having a shower, putting on anything, walking around. Now, I'd swan around the gaff naked. I'm not going to tell where I live, but like until I had to leave the gaff. There's no point in putting on clothes. It's just kind oh, of, it's, it's my gaff. Though. But also a, a case of if you're wearing... I think I did have kind of depression clothes for a while. Do you know, clothes, clothes. Do you know what I mean? The clothes that you kind of go, oh, I'm just putting these on. And oh, you, yeah. you naturally felt like, yeah, whatever. And I used to live beside a shop and 
I, the shop I, up to the left. No, but I mean, that guy's naked every no, day I mean, in the winter. And we're losing our customers. No, but I know, but like, the, but like, do you know I, what's great at pajamas though? What? My pajamas have really deep pockets. There you go. Wear your pajamas <laughs> all the time. Okay, <laughs> now cup, exactly. I don't know why my pajamas have such good pockets. Because you're I'm not going to be wearing a handbag around the shop or the. Yeah, uh, but I don't need to keep my phone and wallet and keys. I do to keep up my steps around. every day. <laughs> So, so we're okay. I'm on for pajamas. You're not. I'm telling people go and wear whatever the hell you want. But uh, do you know what though? I think there's been a backlash against makeover shows. I mean, the most extreme good. ones. You remember the Swan? Holy oh, shit! Jesus I can't believe Christ. that was legal yeah, in any yeah. way. And this was a show where they would take, and it was women, as no surprise there, women who were downtrodden, low self esteem, had gone through marriage breakups or grief, bereavement, or just you know. Um, just absolutely no confidence. We're going to give and you it, three boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! And instead of um, saying to them, right, we'll give you some therapy yeah. and we might help you with some uh, counselling. It was, we're going to take you to a place with no mirrors. Um, and there was oh, full cosmetic right. surgery. They didn't see, so it was, it, and it wasn't even like a boot camp or exercise. It was having the fat sucked out of them. Boob jobs, facelifts, lip fillers, hair extensions, colouring their hair. And then after probably six or eight weeks, because there's recovery time, they would spin a mirror around oh, and go, ta-da! And that, like, the what? I would yeah. love to follow up that show and see what happened to all those women, because, my God, that's... Hopefully, well, I hope the backlash then forced the producers, you know, probably never happened, to send all these people for actual help yeah I don't can you imagine the shock of that yeah. but anyway the point is that, that was very like extreme these. but I think there's been a backlash against makeover Good, yeah. shows like there's less of them on now there's one there's one on RT called Style Counselors, and that's very much just a here let's help you bring a bit of colour into your life and things like that and it's a cross generational thing but I think the days of um, you know I won't start naming the presenters and that's not their fault they were hard to do a job of saying like you look like shit and now look, we'll stick you in a pair of hot pants and a boob. You look less shit, but really uncomfortable in those shoes that you can't walk in. I know. There's one particular one. And what was the name of that presenter? I think it was like Nikki Humbledon Jones or something. Ooh. She was South African. And she did this makeover. It's, it's now legendary. It's gone viral with this woman who was, well, she was described as being kind of dowdy, I think. She was just a normal woman. Yes. And they gave her this kind of uh, sort of, you know, uh, 1980s uh, angular haircut. <laughs> Um, the most horrific outfit and anyway I will send it to you it was just it was, it's laugh out loud so I always think about um, stuff you buy you know you, you splurge out and stuff I don't yeah. spend a lot I, I find I'm quite I feel guilty if I, I spend too much on an item of clothing but um, a few years ago many many years ago I bought I was in New York and I bought a Tuxedo jacket. Tell us about tuxedos today. Like I love wow. tuxedos. They always think. And you gave it to a charity shop, and then but, you bought it back. Bought it back. Forgot. Uh, hey, that's a nice jacket. It was. I put it on, and I was carrying a few extra pounds at the time, so I put on this jacket uh, by the fashion designer John Vervatos, and it had that's this a made up name. Velvet, <laughs> velvet. Uh, John Vervatos. <laughs> <laughs> a paddy you were had. John Vervatos. John Vervatos. Okay. Yes, okay. John Vervatos paddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel ganged up today. I bought it. John Verbatim. Okay, well, I bought it. <laughs> John Verhoeven. Oh, John Vagina. It was, a, it was a, a vagina, John Vagina jacket. And oh, I loved it. Coming. I got two months out of it. Oh, and no. then lost the weight. And I couldn't, like, I was purposely trying to have pints and eat curries to try and fit into the you jacket have, you again. You had it tailored. Um, yeah, I went to somebody a few times, three different times and they said, Do you know, what? it would cost probably as much that I paid for it than to do it again. But um, I loved it so much. sometimes it's worth it. I don't know. 
Because mm. I, I have a few things in my wardrobe that would be, like I don't have anything, I, like I don't spend a huge amount of money on clothes, but I'm trying to now just, you know, it's that buy better. I dream about, you know, we have a capsule wardrobe where everything goes with everything else. Yeah. Um, then I'll kind of pass Duns and go, oh, look at that sweatshirt with the sunflowers on it. And it goes with nothing, but I just want it. But I buy a lot less now. But I have things like I have... Um, a couple of really nice jackets, but the trouble is, sometimes I go, oh, that's the good jacket, I won't wear that now, because <laughs> I'm going to a playground, jacket. or I'm, you know, I might be somewhere where it gets put in the ground, so I don't, same with like women and handbags, like I've never been someone who spends a lot of money on shoes or handbags, but I've got one or two really nice handbags. The boots, you keep getting compliments about those boots, oh, that keep coming back. they're ancient boots They're brilliant though, they keep coming back. ancient boots, yeah. So but I've had them resold and cleaned and all sorts. But yeah, so you buy, you buy good stuff and you look after it. New soles, new heels, new top. One thing is my wedding dress. like, And the wedding dress is, is and I think a lot of women will um, understand this, it's, like, it's, it's often the most expensive piece of clothing you'll ever buy. Uh, and I thought, I'll be one of those cool brides who goes into a second-hand shop and finds a really cool white kind of short dress and looks really cool and go yeah I'll go with that it cost me 70 euro but I didn't I went and found this beautiful Jenny Packham dress and it was gorgeous and it hung in my wardrobe for like 10 years and I only I gave it away just last year to Oxfam Bridal and it was a bit of a wrench but then I thought you know and not not that like maybe Tom will wear a wedding dress one day I don't know but if I had a daughter maybe because I wish my mum had kept her wedding dress even for, for me to look at and try on. But I thought, you know what? That's an expensive dress. It's hanging up in the wardrobe doing nothing. I take it out maybe once a year and just go, oh, and marvel at how beautiful it is. That's going full Miss Havisham. That's not helpful. Would you ever have thought about dyeing it and making it into a kind of a, a fancy dress for an award ceremony or something? No, like? because it was, uh, it's silk. It's very hard to, right. to dye silk. And it's plunging and it was like fully beaded down the front. So it would look like I had just tie-dyed that's what dress. you should go down to the shops in or when you're collecting your package well, from I your did, mind because okay. myself and Lorraine Keane um, did a photo shoot in our wedding dresses for Oxfam Bridal and it was you know and again we will understand that when you have a wedding dress especially when it's quite revealing um, it's all about the underwear I didn't have the underwear so it was just kind of hanging off me but we uh, were walking across the road in Blackrock going to do photographs in Deadly. the park and all the cars were beeping going yeah <laughs> congratulations it was really sweet oh, thought there was the two yeah, of you I love it married. nice one I like used to play football with the lads in the park and I was always begging my ma to get me a um, a pair of runners and they were Dunners runners and the thing about them they had every colour in the world on these uh, Dunners runners and I was begging begging for my birthday she bought me a pair of Dunners runners and I thought oh my you're the best mum in the world thanks very much put them on ran all the way up to the park the lads were playing football in the park and I shout as I was running towards the park to hop the wall into the park I was there lads hit me the Pass the ball to me, pass the ball to me. They kicked the ball towards me. I ran in full flight, bang, kicked the ball, went into the air. All the lads are shouting, yay! And I'm looking, there's something else in the air as well. The with runner. the ball. No, the soul of the runner. What? The first time I kicked the ball, <laughs> they split in two. <laughs> and they're fucking dunners, runners, lads. And I, so I didn't, some of the lads didn't notice and I pretended to play on, just kind of a little limp oh, and a hop like that, just like limpy ass. Do you know what though? I used to lose confidence in my choices. I was a very insecure kid and I'm possibly a very insecure adult. And I remember going back to school in second year and I, you know, you didn't get a new coat every year back in our day. Like you had a coat and it lasted till you grew out of it or till like it literally fell apart. And I remember like going to Dunn's and buying this coat and I loved colour and I wore a uniform so it was bright. It was like, bright pink with electric blue lining. I was oh. like, that's gorgeous. 
gorgeous. And I walked in, so sad, day one, September, second year. And I looked about eight when I was in secondary school. And I was tiny. And, you know, my mum, she'd always buy it a size bigger. And I just never got any bigger. And I had the coat on. I remember one lad going, oh, Jesus, look at the fucking state of her. And I was no. crestfallen. So every day then I'd roll the coat up and put it in my bag. And but it's, t- yeah. Oh, I always had, I always admired those kids who just were, and even now when I see younger yeah. men and women, like much younger in their teens, not I mean, kids really, and they have so much confidence yeah. in their look, okay, and they so go, no, no, it doesn't matter if like what shape or size they are, or how tall or small they are. And they go, this is me, this is who I am, this is how I want to dress. Whereas I used to dress a certain way and then go out and go, I think I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> My big, we were obviously Isn't both tiny and skilled, but like, but that's the peer pressure. I, I hated school for that. Oh, that no. they made, and in some ways, uniforms are good in school. Mm. But what winds me up is, and this is the fast fashion thing again, is is schools telling you you must buy a school jumper from that shop for a million and fifty quid with the crest on it. Kids naturally grow, and it was a fucking racket. To somebody was getting a, a kickback. Well, you and me didn't. Like we're <laughs> we're probably the same size we were in first year. Like it just. I I think I stopped growing at thirteen or fourteen. Oh no, there's some parts of me still growing. Oh, here what? we go. Here oh, we okay, go. right. <laughs> Talking of pockets. Those are big and pockets, so, huh? so you just like, could you not just sew? And some p- kids got in trouble for cutting out the crest and just sewing an, an exact same coloured jumper. I thought, like, fucking that. So uh, I hope if, if, if that has changed, changed now. Because when okay. I was in school, you had to go to one particular store. And even like this is in the 90s, I remember the skirt was about £60. Like, it was really Jesus. expensive. And the blazer was like a hundred and something. And now, I mean, you, you have like Lidl, Aldi, Pennies, Duns, M&S, all do their own ranges. You can, you can actually buy, now I know if you don't want to talk about fast fashion, maybe you shouldn't be. But I remember going into Aldi and they were selling off the school trousers in October for like 90 cent. Wow. I did buy a couple of pairs for Tom because yeah. like, you know, little boys are kind of, well, he's not actually rough in his trousers. He's a middle-aged man, but anyway. <laughs> right, um, so I, the point is, it's more affordable and they're just plain blue, plain grey, plain black. So there are, you know, it is, it's it's improving. Well, we got hand-me-downs because there were so many yeah. of us. Like, we all wore different things. Like, you know, I you still were the family my of 107, weren't bra. you? Um, <laughs> still, that still fit me. Jesus, a few years ago, um, there's somebody who shall remain comedian Jason Byrne. Um, we did our first Edinburgh shows together uh, back in the day and I had, now the difference the size of me to Jason Byrne and I had uh, ironed a shirt. I had, uh, I knew I had finished a gig early that evening and I was going out uh, impressing the fancy ladies and so ironed this shirt, hung it up in the place, uh, finished my gig, I was going to go home, get a shower, sitting with a few people after the show, chat, chat, chat and I saw my shirt walking by. And Jason fucking Byrne is wearing my shirt. Jason Byrne, who was like Light a foot and a half prick. taller than me. And uh, he was on his way to a gig. So not only in he was just, in my shirt. And Jason Byrne sweats sweat the on stage, on stage. In your shirt. And then he came oh, home Jesus and there was this ball. It was like a mop on the ground. He goes like that. Uh, I said, Jason, you took my shirt. Oh, yeah. That was the only thing that was ironed. I'm not your ma. I'm not your ma. I'm not ironing your shirt. So, so uh, thank you, James Byrne. You still owe me uh, a shirt. stories. I've, I've oh, been there's... privy to them kind of by association. Oh, but Jesus. they're mental. Yeah. And and like you said, the comedians sharing apart, sharing apartments or flats or couches when they're <laughs> just taking, even taking the bed in rotation going, right, you do your five, four hours, Kip, and then I'll get, it's just mental. Oh, Kip? Oh. All right. Oh, <laughs> Come on in. No, no. <laughs> They were, that was the audience. Okay, right. Like we better t- couldn't do it. Yeah, talked about it. deep pockets and uh, boot cut jeans. Anyway, so boot cut jeans—they are welcome to come back, but oh. I want women's pockets to be reconsidered on an on an international oh level. My God. This is like a, <laughs> okay. the UN. Okay, maybe you should go over and sort out Putin. The way you're sorting out that. Okay, I want pockets back. I want boot cut jeans I think back. Putin, I want all Putin's that. got small pockets that's what this is all about there's he's a, a man of, with small pockets yeah there's a lot of small things about Little Putin prick. except the size of his nuclear arsenal what 
we're in trouble there. So Putin, read the room and fuck the fuck off there, pal. Thank you so much once again for listening in to Read the Room, the podcast that never goes out of style, hey. but often goes way off topic. Yes, like today we went all over the place. <laughs> uh, as always, we love to hear from you. Our Read the Rumours, that's who you guys are. You're the Read the Rumours. So if the mood takes it, please, you can get us on at Paddy C. Courtney and at Maya Dunphy on the Instagram and on the Twitter machine. Or send us an email. Paddy reads every single every one, one wearing his skinniest jeans or sometimes completely naked. Isn't that right, Paddy? Yes. So read the room at go loudnow.com send us your suggestions if you've enjoyed today's episode please rate and review the show it's good it's fun it's very easy to do just hit the L5 stars forget the 3 star who wants fucking 3 stars hit the 5 stars and it helps us climb up the charts and all your friends and family and those you hate can listen in too (laughs) we'll see you next time and men enjoy your pockets show us your pockets Go Loud presents Read the Room A podcast written, hosted and researched by Maya Dunphy and Paddy Courtney and produced at Go Loud Studios. Executive produced for Go Loud by me, D-Ready. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check it out too. And if you're feeling extra kind, please do leave us a review that will help people like you find our podcast. And don't forget, if you think anyone or anything is in need of the Read the Room treatment, then you can let us know at readtheroom at goloudnow.com. We'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled by then. <laughs> I didn't know that. But like, see, kids start singing songs without realising it. You know, I know, there's like, my you know son that. was singing, get a, you know, get a bucket and a mop. He doesn't know the next line, but it's very catchy because the original WAP on the radio was... Um, censored like they didn't oh is it alright okay wet ass pussy bit in but, but then, like, what's the get a and a mop and if Tom was going around going get a bucket and a mop it's about ice cleaning it's really <laughs> exactly really yeah. takes to the bridge yeah. <laughs>